Ben, do we have to put a not safe for work warning on this episode? Yes, we 100% <laughs> do. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Ingredipedia, Australia's most NSFW food <laughs> podcast. I don't think that's true. <laughs> uh, either way, my name's Ben Birchall and I am joined by my co-host Emily Naismith. Hi, Em. Hi, Ben. Yeah, today it's our eggplant episode. It's like the closest we're going to get to anything remotely risque, but you know, you've been warned. And the interesting thing about this one, it was suggested by a listener. Oh, uh, yeah. By Kelly, who is a... Awesome Ingredipedia fan. So thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. You can also suggest an ingredient via our website. Can you? Yeah, there's a little tab on there. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes we check the inbox. (laughs) Ben, I'm just going to start by talking about the elephant in the room here so we can move on. The eggplant emoji. Yeah. What does it mean? Don't answer that. Don't answer that. (laughs) Um, Just because... I don't think we've ever kind of referred to like genitalia on Ingredipedia. So I'm not sure what kind of words we use. It's like a publication. But I guess anatomically, just to be clear, the eggplant emoji in popular culture usually means a penis. Yep. Yeah. That's just facts. Do we say, so I guess that's what we say. We say penis. I think that's what we say. Can we say wang? You can. Okay. I personally would not feel comfortable saying uh, Wang okay. on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just did. Okay, move on. Okay. But Ben, I'm here to tell you that the original meaning and reason for the inclusion of the eggplant in the original set of emojis is a lot less explicit. Yeah. So are you into dream interpretation? Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. No. But okay. I have an open mind. Okay. So in Japanese culture, it's considered lucky to dream of Mount Fuji and a hawk and an eggplant all together on the first night of the new year. That feels like a lot. That's a lot. That is a lot. Stuff into your dream. Um, I don't really know how you'd make that happen for yourself. But anyway, this first dream of the year is called Hatsuume. So this whole thing's pretty superstitious. According to JapaneseFoodGuide.com, they don't know where this belief originated, but one common theory about why this particular combination, so Mount Fuji, a hawk and an eggplant, is considered auspicious is because Mount Fuji is Japan's tallest mountain. Uh Hawks are strong and clever birds. And the Japanese word for eggplant, nasu, is a homonym for achieving something great. Uh, Also nasu. So it's a pun. Yeah, a complex pictorial pun. Um, So what have we learned from this? My main takeout is that the eggplant emoji is actually wholesome. So if you see an eggplant emoji, the sender might simply be trying to conjure (laughs) some hawk and Mount Fuji and eggplant-laced luck for themselves, okay? So get your mind out of the frigging gutter. Okay, all right. Emily. I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm going to drag (laughs) our listeners' minds back to the gutter because I feel like you have skirted over the fact (laughs) that for some reason out of all of the emojis, how many are there now? You know this off the top of your head. Oh, there'd be thousands. Oh, maybe a thousand. I don't know. Out of all of them, (laughs) the, the eggplant has become 
the penis. So yes, uh, let's. We you tried to get out of the way, but um, the eggplant is the wang, and the peach is the buttocks, or sometimes the female genitalia, okay. depending cool. on usage. This is not news, but I want to know how the eggplant got this way. Out of all of the emojis, mm. it's purple. It's yes, it's shaped somewhat wang like, but. So many other things are as well. There's a banana there. There's corn. There's mm. so how did it get this way? I've got a couple of so- a little bit of source material to go through. Okay, it's from the New York Times in 2022. This article says the eggplant is a relative newcomer as botanical sex symbols go, perhaps because it is not properly phallic across species. Mm. Which not all of them look phallic. Uh, it's been catapulted to stardom only in emoji form. No such confusion surrounds the peach with its telltale cleft. In China, where the fruit was first domesticated, the phrase sharing the peach has long conveyed gay male desire. Mm. Uh, the fruit carried similar freight in early 17th century Renaissance Italy, as the art and food historian John Variano has noted, when dare le pesce, literally, to give the peach, translated as to yield one's bum. So the peach, long-term sexy fruit. Yeah. Eggplant only in emoji form. So why the eggplant? Well, according to this article on First We Feast, it's precisely because Americans had no cultural association with eggplants prior to the emoji revolution that it was the perfect euphemism. Corn on the cob is too familiar, too closely associated with teeth, and can you even read the phrase trouser snake without hearing it coming from Grandpa Simpson? It's corny as hell. But the eggplant is a vegetal blank slate. How many people have even seen an eggplant, especially the Japanese eggplant, a longer, skinnier variety than the genetically engineered oddity commonly found in North America, let alone harbour deep personal feelings about them? Add to that the shape, the colour. Sure, purple isn't anatomically perfect, but it's a lot closer than bright orange or yellow. And the triumphant upthrusting angle and the emoji eggplant Mm. is the perfect conduit for our dirty thoughts. This is getting gross. So that was the argument there is like it's a blank slate. Okay. Americans don't even know what an eggplant is because they don't eat vegetables. Sorry to our American listeners, but you don't. (laughs) Uh, You eat horrible, horrible packaged food, all of you. Um, But uh, there was a comment under this article that I thought gave a, a much better clue. The comment on the article gives an insight into Japanese culture and how the eggplant may have become a wang with thanks to a comedian named Tomoaki Hamatsu, nicknamed Nasubi. Or eggplant, due to his long face. Uh, if you right. look at him, he's a he's an interesting looking guy. He's got a kind of long, long face, and and eggplants in Japan are long, so yeah. that he got that nickname. And he appeared nude in a Big Brother type scenario on the game show Susunu Denpa Shonen in 1998. It was like a game show where they had comedians on doing challenges, and his challenge yeah. was to live in a house only living off. Uh, like sweepstakes prizes, and for some reason he was naked a lot of the time. Japan does game shows and reality shows like no one else. Like no one else. (laughs) So when he was nude on this show, what did they use to cover his genitals for the live broadcast? Eggplant emoji. A cartoon eggplant. The emoji wasn't really. Because of his face. Because of his face, his nickname, they covered his wang with an emoji. So can we thank Tomoaki Hamatsu for Eggplant Fridays? Or was it a quirk? What's eggplant Friday? It was a little thing that used to people used to share pictures on Fridays, and then they got rid of that. They they banned that hashtag mm-hmm. on Instagram. God. Uh, oh yeah. Or was it a quirk of the shape of Jap- Japanese eggplants and the cultural vacuum 
of the eggplant in North America. Either way, be careful asking your boss to order you that miso nasubi and your next work lunch. Oh, my God. We really need to pull this podcast back up, <laughs> all right? And I'm going to do that, okay? I'm going to do that. Ben, do you have a standout way that you've cooked eggplant? I made uh, like a miso glazed eggplant last night. Mm-hmm. But Is that the best way? I will say not the best way I've cooked it. Can yeah. I say, can I cheat and say the best way I've eaten it? No. Would that be in a luxa? Yes. Because that is just a no-brainer. Oh How God. good is it? A specific luxa, Jade Kingdom, Wyora Road, oh. Heidelberg, McLeod area. It's a, I've talked about it before. It's a Malaysian restaurant that's been open since the 70s when the first Malaysian students came out here to go to La Trobe Uni. Mm. It's passed down from family to family. It's an amazing, amazing restaurant. Their luxa is incredible. The eggplant floating in the luxa juice is just the best way to eat eggplant. Better than the Malay mass one. That better. we used to get. Yeah, better. Because like, I'm obsessed on with On par. That my, my last one was good. Mm. But yeah. All right. So mine is this dish called Three Earthly Treasures oh, from no. the cookbook Chinese-ish by Roisin Call, who's the head chef at Edda. Oh, okay. So it's a common dish in northern China and takes the three most common vegetables in the Chinese daily market, potato, eggplants, and green capsicum in this awesome, and in this awesome kind of sticky garlic sauce. And... As you know, I never use green capsicum. It's the worst. But it's actually so good in this. Okay. It's right. so good. So the potato, you kind of, sh- it's kind of deep frying, I guess. You deep fry the potato so it's fried and crispy. Take that out. Deep fry the eggplant, which is covered in corn flour until that's really soft. And then you deep fry the capsicum until that's just quickly so it's still retains its crunch. So they're the three textures. And then you add this um, sauce made from light soy, dark soy, a little bit of sugar and a little bit of corn flour and water and mix that with all the veggies. And then oh, there's also a bit of fresh garlic in there that you cook so it becomes all nice and warm and caramelised. And then you also add garlic at the end, more fresh garlic. So it's like it's this cooking process called head and tail garlic so it's like at the start and at the end yeah um and it is so good and i made it for dinner last night and i saved some for you to try and then i just (sighs) left it on the freaking kitchen floor in my cool bag i'm so sorry oh my god i know our listeners are upset as well they want to hear me slurping your delicious (laughs) (laughs) well sorry yeah i'm sure our listeners are very upset that I don't get to sample the dish that you cooked using the vegetable eggplant. There we go. That's better. We saved it. (laughs) Um, But yes, I would recommend listeners to get the book Chinese-ish and try it because there are so many other great recipes in that book as well. Well, it sounds like it may be the dish that saves green capsicum for me. Yeah, for sure. It's the only one that I do. I trust you. Okay, Emily, I am upset that you cooked and left it at home. Mm, but so I'm, am I. I'm a, I'm a magnanimous person, so I'm actually going to share with you the delicious thing that I've cooked for you. And that is three slices of completely un, <laughs> unseasoned, unadorned eggplant. And I will t- tell you why in a moment. I'm but so I will lucky. start with a question. 
When you cook eggplant, do you salt it? Well, it depends on the recipe because I'm just led by experts. But in this um, one that I made last night, I did. I, I kind of like submerged it in salty water for 15 minutes oh. and then patted it dry. Yeah. Okay. Do you know why you did that? Um, supposedly to – well, it didn't say, but I think it might be to remove the bitterness. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's That's exactly why you do it. Okay. But do we need to? And I'm going to go to an article on Bon Appetit that asks that very question. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have a little sample of okay. three different types of eggplant. So if you want to know why salting eggplants is a thing, apparently you have to care about history. Um, oh, I'm going well to skip all the history so. part. But suffice to say, I'll skip, all, I'll, I'll skip all the history part. The first time someone ever cooked egg, an eggplant, it was much different. It was a much different vegetable than the one we're familiar with to this article. Sure, the shape and colour and size were probably different than the eggplants we eat now, but the most noticeable difference was the flavour. Once upon a time, eggplants tasted incredibly bitter and salting them before cooking helped draw out and eliminate some of that astringency. But things have changed. Uh, These days, that overwhelming bitterness has been bred out of eggplants. You might still catch a hint of it every once in a while. You do sometimes get it, particularly around near the stem, you get a little bittery bit. Yeah, if it's a really big eggplant, I feel like they're more bitter. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, the eggplants we know today don't need that same kind of help mellowing out, which, as you probably gathered, means we don't have to salt eggplants in order to get rid of the bitterness. So are there any other reasons to salt eggplants? Well, apparently, apart from the fact that your grandparent told you to do it or some recipes do, um, it is about removing some of the excess moisture. So this article also says that you can do that by pressing it similar to the way we pressed our tofu yeah, and you can buy that. a tofu press. So what you've got in front of you, Emily, Oh, we thought we'd never do that. Is you've got three slices of the same eggplant yep. cooked the same way, just in a pan. Yes. The top one is the sample. Mm-hmm. Nothing done to that one. Just some eggplant. Okay. So should I eat that one? Yeah, give it a try. Mm. Weirdly salty. So salty. You sure that's a sample? Well, it's been sitting next to the salted one. <laughs> the next one is the pressed one. Okay. So this is pressed just in a paper towel or something. Paper towel, pressed between two plates. I've got to say it's, it's less salty, weirdly. Mm. Um, it's also a slightly better texture. It's less... The first one was kind of soggy, yeah. but I didn't hate it. Mm. Second it's one. actually all really nice. <laughs> the pressed one, I'm okay with. Yeah, it's firmer. The last one. What's this one? Salted. Yeah, but see, that was good. The salted one for me felt, you know, sometimes you get that kind of a bit of a leathery texture. Mm. You've got to chew eggplant a little bit too hard. The first one is way saltier than the salted one. I don't know what what is going on there. Yeah. (laughs) The salt made it less salty. The salt made it less salty. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. The first one tastes... I prefer the first one from a taste perspective. Maybe the salted one took... I mean... Can salt travel upwards? I spent a lot of time <laughs> wiping down the salt one, salted one, whereas the other one just had nothing done to it. So maybe I don't I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, it's been in your car for like <laughs> 10 hours. It has been. That, and they've all been sitting next to yeah. each other. So, so maybe like the salt. Look, no, maybe it wasn't. Do you know what? The water probably like evaporated. Yeah. And the salt did something and, and, <laughs> and came to the top. <laughs> and the salt was trapped in the. Okay, sure. Yeah, I mean. It's all science. Anyway, don't salt your eggplant. <laughs> Do you remember a couple of years ago the video the Australian government commissioned to teach consent to high school kids? Yeah, the milkshake. Milkshake. One. Yeah. Yeah. And it was incredibly confusing. <laughs> yeah. Like I have a firm understanding of consent and I watched that video and I'm like I know less now. Yeah. <laughs> um so that's Australia. But do you know who's doing high school government education videos well? Not the United States. No. Well, I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe, but I'm talking about New Zealand. Okay. Yeah. Well, New Zealand do all of those, you know, they do safety videos for their airlines. And I feel like they're in general just funnier. They people. just they just make good, yeah. yeah, good stuff. So there's this six part educational video series called The Eggplant uh-huh. that aims to teach kids how to be safe online, like not online bullying and safety around sending nude pictures, etc. And it's... Legitimately, so good. Like I spent half an hour watching this, watching two episodes of this in my research for the podcast. I love it because it's so weird. It has real Taika Waititi vibes, but it's made by this agency called Motion Sickness. And it's this kind of teen drama crime comedy series. Basically, the idea is there's this massive eggplant in the middle of the school rugby field. And the principal launches an investigation to see which student put it there. And the principal and the teachers are kind of like these bumbling, idiotic fools. And every episode is dedicated to a different element of digital safety. And there's some really good actors in there, like comedian Melanie Bracewell is one of the teachers called Karen. Um, So I want to play you just a tiny bit of the trailer. There's a big bloody eggplant on the rugby field. Put your phones away! Okay, and we have got the big game against South Shore this Friday. What I've learnt is that the culprit always leaves a trail of crumbs. I want names. Peter. We don't have a Peter that goes to the school. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You get the vibe. I get the vibe. I like it. So I was like, if you had to spend like half an hour watching that at school, it would legitimately be enjoyable. Best day of your life. Mm. Side note, how good was it when the teacher rolled in the trolley with the TV and the VHS (laughs) player on there? Like... Couldn't get a better feeling at school. Did you wait? Did you have VHS? <laughs> yep, that were new. <laughs> there was one for the whole school. <laughs> you know that there was. It wasn't on wheels. There was. Yeah, wheels were wheels were very fresh. <laughs> Literally, the the school had one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um. So yes, kids can get in trouble sending eggplant emojis, but eggplants can now also keep kids safe in New Zealand, at least. Thank you, eggplant. Uh, um. That was a very wholesome fact. And mm. I think that is kind of a, a good lead into mine because I want to talk about the wholesomeness of the eggplant and its depiction in, I guess, the food industry, it, it, its its perception in the food in- industry for the last, say, 10 or 15 years. Some, sometime in the last decade, the eggplant became shorthand for healthy, modern, multicultural food. Okay. 
Um, it's summed up perfectly in an article in the Good Food Guide in 2016 titled, Why Eggplant is the New Superfood. Uh, it name checks Yotamotolenghi. Yeah. It mentions its rise as part of meat-free diets and it spruiks its health benefits. It says, uh, the purple skin contains nasunin, an antioxidant that helps the brain by protecting the lipids in the brain cell membranes that let nutrients in and waste out. But it's, it's not just the brain that benefits. Eggplant also contains anthocyanins, flavonoids that reduce blood pressure and lower risk of cardiovascular disease. Um, so it's good for you. It's a meat replacement. It's prevalent in fresh and wholesome Middle Eastern and Asian foods. It's in wraps. It's in couscous. It's in salads. It's kind of become healthy food. Which brings us to a mysterious, shuttered, former cafe in Camperdown in inner Sydney. Yeah. Although it's decrepit, rubbish-strewn and filled with unclaimed mail, you can tell from the curved white brick and handsome blonde wood that this was something in its day, specifically from 2015 until early 2020 when it was a cafe called The Corner by McCafe. Mm. Uh, this is from our old friend, Australian Food Timeline. Okay. I trust her with my life. The vibe was different. No golden arches, no red aprons. It was all very toned down with staff in chambray shirts and lots of timber in the decor. Menu options included soups, salads and rice boxes. A protein and salad box contained chipotle barbecue pulled pork, slaw, Lebanese lentils and brown rice. Other options included Moroccan chicken, Lebanese lentil and chickpea salad and couscous with capsicum and roasted eggplant. So this is Macca's doing like a salad bar. Macca's doing a healthy health food shop cafe called The Corner. So what was it like? According to an article in news.com.au, the section header here is The Corner isn't terrible. (laughs) The reviews were middling. Website Good Food lauded McDonald's ambition, but said it had the feel of an airport kiosk at 1pm on a Friday. The food isn't terrible, the hardly glowing review continued. It's mostly mindless fare engineered to be eaten with a smartphone in one hand. The pearl couscous with roasted eggplant and capsicum is gluggy, but completely edible and better than anything from a Coles deli. And how did it go? It was unsuccessful, shuttered, closed down. Obviously, 2020 was a tough year for lots of cafes, but even McDonald's couldn't handle, uh, couldn't survive that. But it wasn't the only time McDonald's has messed with eggplant. This is from 2011. McDonald's Italy has just launched McItaly Adagio a mouth-watering burger that finds its meat patty sitting in a mousse of eggplant <gasps> with tomato and ricotta no. salata cheese, more mashed eggplant, and sandwiched with a bun topped with chopped almonds. Surely that's just lost in translation. They mm. wouldn't. The Italians wouldn't do it, an uh, eggplant mousse. Look, all I'm saying is if you look up, and this might be a coincidence, but they're, despite having a similar-sized population, McDonald's has half as many branches in Italy as they do in the UK. So I'm not saying <laughs> that the eggplant is to blame. All I'm saying is McDonald's, put that eggplant down. Yeah. Keep it in your pants, <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> okay, so what do we talk about? Talked about how the eggplant emoji is actually wholesome. Then my three earthly treasures dinner that I forgot. And then the eggplant miniseries, keeping kids safe. And I talked about the unwholesome side of the eggplant emoji. I explored whether to salt your eggplant or not and discovered that McDonald's and eggplant do not mix. So you can vote for whose eggplant facts you found the most interesting on our Instagram. It's in Greedopedia. 
Thanks for listening. See you soon.